because conversations don't really have a breaking point. We, we, well, actually there was a breaking point. Today we have with us Joel Latang. Joel Latang is with the Wikimedia Foundation and he's the senior event strategist. We first met in November, 2020 online, but he's actually quite close to my colleague in the Netherlands. Uh, because you are based in Rotterdam. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having this conversation with y'all. Um, I think we had a very, a very interesting premise of our relationship. So happy to talk about it. Awesome. So what's interesting, uh, Joel, is I was listening to the first IMAX Buzz Up session that took place uh, probably over a month and a half ago. And uh, a couple of events were featured, <laughs> funnily enough, without us knowing it. And... Um, one of them was South by Southwest. The other one that the hosts were talking about was uh, the events that the Wikimedia Foundation does. And it kind of sparked this conversation. And so what we'd like to do today with you is to build on, let's say, some of the snippets that were shown there, but now tackle the situation that we promised, which is let's talk about Design to Change. Design to Change is a brand new book that just literally um, hit our post boxes last week, um, which is a book project that was done during the pandemic period based on 500 conversations that we've had with certified event designers and organizations that design their events. And so in this session, what we want to do is feature a conversation with one of the event owners, being Joel Letang from the Wikimedia Foundation. Let's start it off with Ruud as um, the opening, opening page of our book. A good conversation can shift the direction of change forever. And the question is now, would you leave it to chance? How do you look at that, at that statement? I think it's a very thought-provoking question. Um, my answer to that would be no. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you leave it to, cha uh, to chance if you can have an active role in affecting the change? So it's a very short and sweet answer. Yeah. But um, that's how I think about it, not leaving things to chance where you can actually have um, some influence in, in, in the change you envision. So, Joel, that begs the question. So you, you didn't leave it to chance, right? And we'll talk about how you did that maybe after this next question. Because first, before we start looking back, I'd like you to look forward and ask you the question, what's currently on your horizon of change? Quite a bit. <laughs> uh, in, in Wikimania world. And I'll explain a little bit. Um, Wikimania is the annual um, conference of our, of our movement. It is much more than just a simple conference. It is a five-day mania um, of all different types of mini events and social interactions hap uh, happening like um, uh, in that event. And it, it, it's an event that really has gone through an evolution from where it was 15 years ago to where it is now, where at first it started like a very informal gathering of, of, our, um, of the volunteers in the community that we serve. Now it has evolved to like a massive, multi-day, heavy on logistics event. Um, so when answering your question, what's on the horizon, it's really redesigning the systems in which we can organize 
and um, make an event like Wikimania happen. And a simple example uh, is the way we um, determine the host location or the host for Wikimania. That is done through a community-led, which means a volunteer-led process. Um, unfortunately, that process is, is, is not working anymore. It has been working for the past 15 editions. But again, to answer your question, what is on the horizon of change? Um, that is a change that is very top of mind for me. Um, and then there are many other strategic issues in this space that we can tackle as we um, as we go into the future. But the one thing that is top of mind for me is how can we make Wikimania a, keep the mania aspect of it, right? Um, but also make it sustainable, sustainable and equitable. Um, sustainable, you know, we all have an idea of what sustainability means in terms of events. I want all of that, but I also want the event to live on 10 years after today, 20 years after today into the future. Because the event is very young, right? The event is 15 years old. And Wikimedia is celebrating its 20th anniversary uh, this year. Um, one of the things that impressed us a lot when we first started talking and researching a little bit what this event was, uh, is the amount of documentation that um, is available over the past of the event, but also how your movement towards 2030 as a strategy is uh, not just um, kind of a very multi-stakeholder approach to defining where this is headed, right? So it's determined, so the community has a very strong say in how things work and how it happens. Um, that also means that a lot of people are involved in the thinking and the doing, right? Maybe to tag on to that question, back to the, to the origin of the first touch point where you decided to not leave it to chance and somehow you reached out to us. What was the, what was the reason for doing that? So, um, how did I come about R&R written role? Um, I was actually following the um, PCMA course, so the Professional Congress and Managers Association's course on um, DES, so that's the Digital Event Strategist course, um, which, of course, many people um, were interested in during the pandemic. Um, And, of course, I was one of those people. Um, I think the the course started off with a strategy module where um, uh, you... Um, Ruth were invited to uh, to provide a lecture there, and it blew my mind. The event canvas blew my mind um, because I have yet to encounter a tool as holistic as um, the event canvas and. Holistic is is what we're trying to look for <laughs> in the design of of things for um, for the community we serve for the movement we serve. Um, so I was I was blown away by um, the ease in which you can you can carry the conversation with 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 the stakeholders um, that are all involved, as you put it yourself, in 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 not only designing um, but also producing. And establishing the future um, of, of this event. 
And one of the things I, I remember from our first conversations is actually that the event Wikimania is there from 2005, if I'm not mistaken. Um, a volunteer lab in the beginning, and then in 2019, um, a, a big one, and then in 2020, there was nothing, right? There was a, a decision made not to do the event. And one of the one of the questions we always ask when we so we, that's the anti question: what behavior doesn't get changed as a result of not doing the event? became very literal in this case, right? So how did you handle that? <clears throat> it's a very layered question. Um, uh, but first of all, Wikimania meant, uh, meant, or sorry, means different things to different people, right? Um, and that's been a challenge since I have been working in this space because not everybody is speaking the same language, right? When it comes to Wikimedia. Hmm. Um, the Wikimedia Foundation is a nonprofit organization, but at the end of the day, you know, we are running a, a, a organization and running a business. There is there are large um, budgets being thrown around um, uh, uh, in the foundation and the entire organization. So in, 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 in fact, you're running an or you're running a business or running an organization. Um, so not speaking the same language, not having the lingua franca in the movement inside of the foundation and external um, was, I guess, the first challenge. It was the first challenge um, and which is why, which is why I embarked on this journey hmm. with with um, with with you, with bo both Ruth and Roll, but also with the multitude of stakeholders we have in in the Wikimania space. So um, that was step one. You're really getting the lingua franca down, uh, and through our our you know design sprints we kind of like got to the core of what is this event actually and what does it do what behavior does it change and why and what's funny is a lot of people at wikimedia what i found in working with them is they're very good with words and with you know citations and finding connections between things and it's usually a challenge for a lot of people that we work with is to find the right words to talk about the narrative. And yet, even for this group of people that the lingua franca, the common language, although they might, you know, they speak a lot of different languages within the wiki uh, media uh, landscape. Um, but the language about behavior change, about where you're headed with a 15 year old event, right? Because what what we find, and I think many people that are on, on this uh, bus hub, I think will have the same experiences. Many people know a lot of things about their own events, but putting it in words or talking about it seems to be quite difficult, right? Um, and for those of you that, and, and one of the triggers, uh, we published the event canvas under Creative Commons right from the get-go in 2014, because we thought it's so important to, to have that language layer, right? To have a a mental model, how to talk about behavior change. What are the building blocks there? Sometimes people refer to it as 
you know, the sh what sheet music is to music, this is what you can use kind of to talk event, right? <laughs> it's like the event language. Um, we don't want to flatter ourselves with that, with that um, 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 having come up with something like this, but we'd like to think that it at least contributes to a little bit more clarity about how uh, behavior changes and what it does. Now, after you went to the, to the DES course and then you thought, well, this is something that we could apply, I'm keen to ask you, um, and make sure to stay till the very end because we're going to drop the link on the actual design of Wikimania at the end and you can see what all of that is about and what the words are around this design because this event actually hasn't happened yet, right? It's happening at the end of August. So it's, it's still being baked. It's still being worked on currently to create, right? Which is very interesting. But back to, you came to a point where you thought, okay, well, you are the senior event strategist. You lead a team of people who then are responsible with the community to go and create this event. How did you go and have the conversation with the event owner in the organization, right? So at the Wikimedia Foundation, somebody owns the budget and says, well, we're gonna do Wikimedia 2021. How did you start that conversation? <clears throat> well, really, um, the pandemic provided an opportunity uh, for me to take a few steps back. Because um, really, there wasn't a space to think before, right? You're just going from event to event and everything that needs to happen um, within a time frame for that event, that you don't have the time to step back and actually think um, about, you know, what it is that you're doing, how you're doing it, um, and, um, you know, how efficient you're doing it. Uh, so the pandemic provided an opportunity for me to take those steps back and to propose like, hey, we have never done a virtual edition of this event before. In order for us to do it right and to... Um, delight most of the stakeholders we have um, uh, in, in the Wikimania space, we need to tackle this holistically. So this needs to happen in, you know, in this way. Um, and you, I, I, I did present the process, what it entails, right, to actually get from we're canceling Wikimania to Wikimania will be virtual the next year. Um, into what it actually looks like this year. That's been a, uh, um, uh, that was, that process was um, designed and presented to um, with our executive team who kind of like thought, hmm, this makes sense. Yeah, let's do it, right? And being able to speak that same language um, already, already made a huge difference compared to um, how things were done in the past, right? So being able to have that lingua franca um, really contributed to getting the point across of like, okay, we need to go virtual and this is why, and this is how, more importantly. The how were how I was what, how I could get people like on board and excited. Like, this is what we're going to do. And, and also, when I'm not mistaken, so the, it was a traveling circus. Wikimania was a traveling traveling circus going from country to country, right? Um, and now, all of a sudden, that was different because now it's hybrid, right? So at least for the next um, um, or, or virtual for the, for the next edition, right? So how, how do we um, 
one of the things which also happened is that normally there was a, a local organizing committee who took charge of a lot of a lot of the 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 the, 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 the organization. How, how did that change, right? So because that that change that took actually out a stakeholder and that must have changed perspectives in in the different uh, groups within the organization. Can you Massively. Yeah. Massively. So yes, typically Wikimania will be um, shouldered, carried on, um, and um, produced, I guess, by the hosting affiliate, which will be in the country where it's being held. In 2019, for example, that was in, in Stockholm in Sweden, where the Swedish Wikimedia affiliate hosted the event. Um, however, for a virtual event, there is no host. So to your point, how do we go about this, right? Well, Wikimania at its core is a community event by the community for the community. Um, it's supported by the foundation. So yes, we come in with our with our subject matter expertise and sprinkle that flavoring all over Wikimania for it to become like a coherent thing. But how do we do that if there's no host? Well, for Wikimania, um, we work with like a movement entity called the Wikimania Steering Committee. They are comprised of past Wikimania organizers and are prominent people in the movement um, that can make decisions um, uh, as it relates to Wikimania when it comes to what does the movement think, right? So <clears throat> I propose the idea of, um, listen, we have no in-person in host. This is a community event. Why not pull the whole community, the whole movement actually together in organizing this event? I mean, what it comes down to is like having a core group of folks that can help make decisions, right? Because the production of it, we're not expecting that from any volunteer, right? Like we have the resources and, and, and the actual talent for that. So then um, the idea was raised, okay, let's involve the entire community. Um, uh, and that's how we went about it. So there was a call for participation where over 200 people actually were able to apply for a spot in this core organizing team. Um, it was select the, 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 the members of that team um, were then selected by the steering committee. And in the end, we have a group of um, approximately nine people now that all manage um, and um, or manage, execute, own different sections of the event. Think about communications in their own community, in their local language to um, uh, potential participants of Wikimania. And just for, for, for reference, our core organizing team is comprised of a globally diverse um, team of individuals. So our meetings are uh, usually involve like five or six time zones um, from Australia to, to the Netherlands. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's how we go about it with, 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 with this year's is virtual Wikimania. Yeah. But, and that, that shows actually what you said, like if you take one block out of something of an, of an event, which went really, really well in the last 15 years and then take one element out and then like, it got stuck, right? You have to reinvent yourself and everybody got to, got to, got to be yeah accustomed to the new working work way of working. I think that's that's also what it meant, right? So everybody was un, un, unsure of their own role, 
um, and what, what their responsibility was, right? Oh, yes, most definitely. And you, you, R&R, were a witness to that, right? When people become paralyzed because it's like, oh, this is new. This is not how we're used to doing things. How do I find myself in this new structure? So it took a while to get people um, accustomed, I guess, to a new way of thinking and a new way of doing. And I think um, to some extent, it was also a bit of a pill for me. Um, it's like, okay, root and roll, putting my trust in you. Uh, but, you know, where is this going? You know, and y'all kept on saying, trust the team, trust the process. And that that was my mantra for my stakeholders as well, the movement, the community, which is a lot harder to do with volunteers because they're like, we don't see the end of the, uh, right? We don't see where we're going. So it's hard to trust you. But that trust grew. It grew over time. It grew as people understood like, oh, this is my role in, in, in this. Oh, this is how I contribute um, to, to this, right? Joel, can you can you break down like okay, November you pick up the phone, you reach out, and now it's uh, June. What happened in what happened in between? Really, in six minutes? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, there's a calendar of touch points where the steering committee got together, right? Where you know we longlisted the stakeholders and we just went through the design process. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. A lot happened. Yes, a lot. A lot happened from designing the event in November. Well, actually, from onboarding um, Root and Rule to support the event design process in November. We actually kicked off the event design process um, in December. And I think we finished by February. That's when the um, call for volunteers went out to form the organizing team. So that was around February, March timeline. That team was formed and the baton, so to say, was passed from the design team to the production team, right? Which would be um, the folks in the core organizing team. And from March timeframe to now, we have been heads down in production. Um, we're actually closing uh, the submission um, uh, proposal period for Wikimania, which is public and is peer-reviewed um, this Friday. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I tried to comprise it all into like two minutes, but a lot has happened. Important, well. um, to Joel, the, um, there was an important moment when the steering committee, who are who was made up mostly of I think people that are really deeply connected to the movement, right, from, from mm -hmm. the community, people that have hosted the event before, that are intimately familiar with what the event is, that have quite strong preferences or things that they want to make sure are in the mix, right? Um, at the end, when you took, let's say, we created three prototypes, right? If I remember right, and I just dropped the link to the wiki of the, of the narrative and the prototypes that the community took from a visual on the canvas and a narrative kind of in a long text format into a wikified version, which is very interesting to see. Uh, but there were three prototypes. So one of them was fluid, right? So I'll have code names. Uh, one of them was around the world, right? And the other one was citation needed, which are all visualized in a, uh, based on ingredients that were pro rapid prototypes based on the, 
design goal that we had in the Delta, right? You deliberately didn't decide for the organizing committee that was then going to deliver the event. You left three choices on the table. Um, what? How did that feel for the steering committee and for the organizing committee when they went when when they were at that juncture? Very interesting question. Um, I guess the folks in the core organizing team felt a bit stifled because they were like, hmm, this is all of the work that all of these other people have done. Where do I have agency, right? Um, so just framing these options, these three options that they could change, um, that they could choose from was like, this is a starting point for you. You don't actually have to take it by how it's written and execute on it. It is a starting point and is a product of all of the pre-work we have done for you. So once they understood that they have some creative freedom as well, it was a lot easier working with them because at first they were a little bit paralyzed because they're like, we need to operationalize or produce someone else's work. How am I as a volunteer going to attach my name to that? Right. Um, but now, you know, they have reached, they've reached the point where, you know, they understand that they have a lot more agency um, and they have creative freedom and, you know, our community, for, for people here, our community are, is, are just the smartest, most interesting people that you will ever meet. Yes, these are people that document knowledge and share. They dissect it. They learn from it. They want to have endless discussions about, you know, the implications of their, of, of, of you know, all the options. Um and yes, there was a lot of documentation about Wikimania, so much. Uh, but being able to navigate through that um, also also is a is is an experience, you know. Um, we got a question in just now, Jill. I just wanted to pose it real quick because we're running up against the last minute that we have, right? right? So in sixty seconds, answer this question. How do you evangelize a group of people to become more creative in a design process? By making and it the question from Kanye Pulwana. Kanye Pulwana, the creative director of the foundation, just saying. Um, Kanye, the question, how do you evangelize a group of people to become more creative in a design process? You make it fun and relevant to them. There you go. It's not a static thing. It's a very fluid thing, and people should like embrace that. It's fun. Yeah. So maybe a last promise, because this is work in progress, right? So the conversations we're having are dynamic. We're at one point in time where, at the end of August, you're going to have this event. Can people join the event? Is there an option for them to take a look at it or be part of it, maybe? And that's a question to you, Joel. Can people participate? Oh, yes, of course. They want to yeah, exactly. Of so it's an open thing, so you can see it in action. But here's one more promise. On the 15th of September, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to have another design to change talk two weeks after the event took place. 
and we're going to hear the story again with Joel, and we're going to look back at the event. So this is the this is the onstage part. We're on 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 the half hour. This is the onstage recorded part. We're also going to have an offstage uh, conversation that later is going to be published as a podcast. We're going to have it right after this. Uh, make sure to look out for that as well. We wanted to thank you, Joel, for being here, for all the participants, for the team at IMAX for supporting us in sharing this story, and my colleague Wool for having the three of us kind of on this story. It has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you, Joel. Thank, thank you very much for having me. Excellent. We're going to drop that link uh, for the offstage conversation to you, Joel. Have a good IMAX Buzz Hub. And by the way, we're going to be at IMAX America and we're going to look forward to looking from the November perspective as well. Come so, bye for now. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>